but it lives in your fantasy world, right? Like I could be the person that rides a motorcycle. <laughs> um, and have that in reality. jacket, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's that, fantastic. It's fantastic. I... Every story has two sides. I can see both. Worse. I can live them. I just loved the game when I played it. It was such a beautiful story and it was such a beautiful game. So, and now it has been like two years of that game. It came out 2021. Now it's been two years last month. So what do you think about like two years of this game, the game that you worked on? I'm so pleased that people have been so excited about it. It's probably... um... Oh, I maybe shouldn't say this, but it, it's probably my favorite thing that I've <laughs> done. You know, um, partly because the role's so beautiful, but also because the team behind it was so beautiful. They um, they presented me with the whole script in advance, which never happens in games. So most of the time, you know, you come in, you get your sides only. Um, they're they're playing the other person to you in, in the studio. You never get to work with somebody one on one. You don't know what the arc is. You don't know anything about your character. And they came in. Um, with things like, so we think her backstory is like this. So we think this happened to her. So here is, and they essentially gave me what would have been probably a six, eight hour film script um, straight through. So it was so creatively satisfying because you got to build an arc, right? Mm -hmm. You could see, um, and you know, there, there are different directions that some of the scenes go in, but the the arc of the character and the arc of the story was in place. So you really had a lot to play with. Um, and I I think it's a beautiful game. I mean, I'm biased, right? But um, just the, the people who built it, built it with so much care and so much excitement. So right from the beginning, they're like, oh, and look, this is, this is what it looks like when it splits. And I'm like, that is right. Cool. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm so delighted for them because I just I adored them so much. The guys at Bluebird, it was it was so much fun from the beginning. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the the moment it goes split and then the character can see two different worlds at the same time. I thought that was very unique. The environment and the storytelling and the character, how she she was and how in the end it turns out to be very insane i was not expecting the way it was going and in the end it turns out like in a very spectacular in my opinion and ended up in a way where i thought like oh there might be more so do you think that that there might be more like a sequel to the game i don't know i you know i'm keeping my fingers crossed because i had so much fun the first time around but um you know the the ending is a little ambiguous so uh so i i don't know um (laughs) Damn it! <laughs> I wish that I wish there would be that there's like sequel because I think like a lot of people because I was recently watching it again and I I, play, I played the game but I I didn't install it so I was watching like a few cutscenes here and there and I remember I saw a lot of comments people like man this ending I I need medium to now <laughs> like, I'm like yeah <laughs> but you know this is a horror game so did you ever watch mm. any horror movies or shows? Uh. I am very susceptible to a jump scare, so I, I tend to like um, and um, like suspense. I, I get so invested in suspense, so I find it quite stressful. So I, I don't watch tons because it's just so hard because you know that at any moment the thing's going to happen. So um, I, 
Yeah, I, I don't watch tons. But I felt like this was this is gentler than some yeah, of the Definitely. The the other reason that I'm sort of um selective about my horror intake is so much of it gets kind of gratuitously violent and gory. Mm. And so often that ends up particularly badly for the women. Like there's a lot of fetishized violence mm. against women. Yeah. Um and this is so pleasing because it's so not that. Mm. Um, and the issues of violence against women are dealt with, I think, really carefully and smartly. And um, so so uh, I think empowering is probably an overused word in these kinds of circumstances. But, but I felt like it was a really smart, careful treatment of something that's generally that, – that can very easily tip over into something yeah. – more superficially gratuitous. Definitely. Yeah, you're right. I think uh, that you just mentioned, like, it, it is done in a particular manner in some ways. And this one was like a very different direction where they took it because it was like not too gory, not jump scary, but it's like psychological horror, which I really love because mm -hmm. I love when things are psychological. So this game got compared to like other games, like there was a game called Silent Hill, which this game immediately got, you know, compared to. And I think it, it ended up doing very well so i'm just very happy that they went in this direction but it's it's interesting too cuz there are moral consequences for the antagonists as yeah. well yeah. so so the, the people who are set up like in opposition to marianne um like or whose story she's trying to unearth you know um the people who have perpetrated the the things that are really awful are kind of broken by the fact that they've done these things yeah. which is an interesting treatment of i don't think that's a spoiler is that a spoiler? No, no no not at all <laughs> <laughs> i think at this point people must have played the game and i'm mean, like if, if somebody says there was a spoiler i'm like what are you doing it's been two years played damn it <laughs> i know but still i'm not i'm i shouldn't be responsible for the spoilers <laughs> don't worry about it. don't worry about it there's no spoilers at this point <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> um but yeah uh i i think uh I know this was like voice work for you. I, I believe you mm. did not do any performance capture for this game. No, it was interesting because I was supposed to do the performance capture. Okay. Um, but then the pandemic Oh, hit. yeah, of course. So they recorded the motion capture in Poland. Um, and then I recorded the, the voice and face in a studio during the pandemic in London. Um, and actually, I, I had at first been really sad to miss out on the the motion capture part because that's so much fun and it's it's yeah. such a fun part of building the character but they they had locked down the visuals first and it was really wonderful to see what the motion capture motion capture actress had been doing because it was able to then inform the the voice performance as well yeah. like there were a lot of yeah. gestures that she makes that just kind of aren't in my repertoire <laughs> and i was like oh oh yeah okay so if i were the kind of person who did that then i'm <laughs> and so it it was really fun because it was kind of a a collaboration over mm. time yeah. in, in that respect so uh i i got a lot of fun input from her uh even though we we never got to meet so and, and I think the work she did is wonderful. Yeah, um, I think I, I yeah. saw some of the behind the the footage of of the uh, motion capture, which is I I think it was done very well. I you know you know somebody who is a motion capture artist is able to imagine 
the world that they're in right. and then you know and then yeah. do it so well i'm like how do they do that and was it ever challenging for you to like you know follow the motion capture like what what has happened there and then you have to like deliver the voice in that particular way was that ever challenging for you there were a few things that i think were very tightly synced mm. um and because some of the decisions had been made beforehand there there might be like the the picture might be emotional in a certain way where i had thought the trajectory was going off in a different direction yeah. um i often got the note to play darker and my instinct is to be a little bit more light and wry yeah. with it mm. so uh cuz i i think that's scarier i i think it's like if it's all normal and yeah. then it falls apart it's really freaky <laughs> rather than if you're sort of telegraphing this is scary this is yeah. scary now but but um but it was all really useful in that respect because i was learning things about how best to fit the genre as they'd envisioned it for this game and i think we found some really satisfying mediums uh, as it were <laughs> um, <laughs> between like our our various like aesthetic taste. I it really yeah. did feel very collaborative and and satisfying in that way. It's always fun when you bring something in and then somebody contributes something that just wasn't on your map. You're like, "Oh yeah, it could be that." It yeah. could, you know, it, yeah, which it, again is the thing that I've gotten to do in a lot of games. It's mm -hmm. just sort of like, "Oh, play that." So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. No, 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 no. I, I was like I think it opens up like if you see something like as you said like if you see that performance, it opens up like, "Okay, then I think you can do I can I can go this way or like mm -hmm. it gives you more ideas which is I yeah. think that's very interesting and helps I believe that helps you out a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um so if it, it, this is one interesting thing that I would love to know from you if you you know your character Marianne can live in both the worlds can see the world of the living and the world of the dead if you yourself uh had that power to see the world of the living and the world of the dead what would you do? Oh. I mean there are a lot of people I'd like to talk to but um but being able to see the world of the dead and having access in the way that Marianne has access to yeah. it I, like I I'm not sure I want that kind of access cuz <laughs> you know she she's got a lot of responsibility there yeah. and it's not a particularly comfortable responsibility fun, right? so I I yeah I I don't think I want her job but <laughs> um it would be interesting. Yeah, first of all, you get a massive headache, and then you you have like a weird thing going on. I don't know how anybody would be able to. And live she's in not that. in control. Yeah, she's not in control of when that transition happens. So you can be really vulnerable on one side or the other. Yeah, and um, it's not always at the most convenient time that 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 happens to yeah, her. But it happens from out of nowhere. And to be honest, if I was in that situation, I would probably be hiding in a corner and be like. Let's get this over with, you know. Right. Did you ever get to watch watch or play the game yourself? I haven't played it through, but I've seen it all because, you know, we um built it and then they'll often sort of play it back so you can initial reaction when you saw like, oh, this is how the game looks and this is how you look. Oh, it's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah. Like it is amazing. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I I love the split screen, but I I also love the way they've conceptualized both of those mm -hmm. worlds and I love the kind of the urban environment that they built and all yeah. of the little touches like the cigarette and the 
she's so cool. She sort of is me in my imaginary life. Yeah, you know, um, rides a motorcycle. She's got the jacket and the turtleneck, and like, oh yeah, I wish, I wish I could. <laughs> so, um, and that was really pleasing too, because you are sort of playing your own game superhero, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> if, if I had to go, who would I want to play in a game? Um, yeah. They sort of handed it to me, you know? <laughs> so would you like to then, like, do you ride motorcycles? Is that, is that a thing that you do? Uh, I am not the most coordinated person that you'll ever meet. So I, it just seems to me to be a smarter decision for myself to, to not. Um, <laughs> but it lives in your fantasy world, right? Like, I could be the person that rides a motorcycle. <laughs> um, and have that reality, jacket, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's that, fantastic. It's fantastic. I, I, to be honest, I would also love to ride a bike, but uh, I'm too scared, so I'll probably not do that. <laughs> yeah, right? You, you was, and I can, yeah. can imagine. Yeah, we we I, can let Marianne do it for us. Yeah. <laughs> this In this game, like you just mentioned, like how Conan kind of saw this character and, and we're voicing it in a, like a, in a lighter tone, whereas you, know, you were told to be like more of a dark side. How do you like kind of decide on how this character should be voiced or how it should be done, how it should be performed? Well, often um, you have to make it up in the room really quickly based on the back of not very much information. Uh, and again, this one was really satisfying because I was given it all in advance. Yeah. So you have time to do those kind of actory processes like thinking about backstory and even though you know I I didn't end up doing the motion capture, you you sort of think about physicality because physicality informs voice and attitude. And once they'd shown me the art as well, um, you know you you look at what's in front of you and it gives you certain information about what she might be like right yeah um and then the script was very kind of deadpan and wry and she's clearly not in the script somebody who's overly emotional she she's very cool in terms of taking things that are thrown at her yeah. even though she gets some really crazy stuff thrown at her she oh, yeah. she never kind of goes what was that <laughs> you know um yeah and uh yeah, so I, I think, um, and she's funny, right? She she, she is, has a actually. really <laughs> self-deprecating sense of humor, <laughs> which I appreciate very much. So, um, yeah, and and I think we found the, I hope we found the, the, wry dark balance. Mm. Um, yeah, those kinds of things are also fun to to grapple with as well because mm -hmm. if you knew exactly what it was before you turned up it's just not quite as exciting you yeah know? yeah um, yeah it's not as, uh, as interesting at that point i guess mm. yeah i i like that i think it came out very well i think it was a good balance um and i really oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> i think a lot of people have the, have the same thoughts i think they really like you know she's not reacting way too much when things are going you know crazy i'm like mm -hmm. i like that it's like like she knows she's strong enough to like handle it but obviously like she's also like does not exactly know how to figure things out but she's still strong enough that she'll keep moving forward and figure out a way you mentioned like you did a lot more video games before so do you get any have those moments where you're tensed up or do you like have that anxiety level growing up whenever you do any work um 
it depends. I've I've been in game situations where suddenly they're like, do this accent, and I was like, oh, no. um, I d- I hmm. and and that that's not the best thing I do, right? Mm. Like I can go away and learn an accent, but to be I, yeah, to to have one sprung on you in the most sometimes really random ones, it's it's um that always terrifies me a little bit because. Uh, some people have a, a real gift there and they can just hear it and intuit it. And I have to kind of build it really carefully, syllable by syllable, make li- listen to a lot of things in advance. Yeah. So um, that's one of the things that frightens me the most is being asked to do that spontaneously. Because yeah. then you're so worried about making sure you're accurate that you're not playing so yeah. much. Mm. Makes sense. That happens, to be fair, less and Less, I think there's a movement in the games industry to um, try and cast things a bit more um, authentically in terms of of core accent. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and so like most of the work I do is American work, although I'm based in the UK most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, every now and then they'll they'll throw like a, a standard British accent in. If if you're playing like four different characters and you need to differentiate and this one has three lines as they um, bring the object to the main character, uh, that's kind of fine. But um, what was the... Uh, I, I prayed from your point there, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I cannot believe that on the spot getting an accent. To be honest, I don't know how anybody would be able to handle it. They all of a sudden changed... Uh, like I have a different accent because as I said, it takes time to prepare and some people are so gifted that they're able to do it like just like that. I'm like, how Absolutely. do you? I think it's like people who can just sit down and intuit the piano or something. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those mad skills that exists in a corner of the brain that's akin to genius, but I didn't inherit. So I, I have to just study. <laughs> <laughs> Is it ever weird to, you know, watch your own scenes or listen to your own lines from video games? Oh, yes, yes, all the time. <laughs> in my case, like when I do this in interviews and stuff, and when I listen back to it, and when I'm editing it, I would uh, skip my voices, just like skip what I'm, I, I cannot listen. And then I listen to the things that everybody else is, is saying, because I can't, because I immediately judge, like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I did not speak the, well this way. I should have done it differently. Does oh, I happens? should have done, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes. Um, Wow. I really try hard to avoid listening back to myself if I can, which is hard because you also kind of have to listen back to yourself yeah. so you can learn what to do better. So there, there's a, a degree to which you have to sit through it so you know how to like improve your craft. And on the other hand, it's just like, oh, don't make me. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most hardest thing in my opinion. Like, oh my God, I have to mm-hmm. watch my thing. Oh man, why do I do this at the same time? Um, so I mean, but we chose it also, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's our, our, it's our own fault. Like we chose it. We gotta go through it. A lot of people are like, yeah, great voice. I'm like, that's great. And then I see some people commenting on my videos, like, hey, you have a fake accent. I'm like, that's great. Um, so you know, it's like, thank you, I, I guess. Um, so it, it sometimes gets to me, like, oh gosh, like they might be right, and then things go all the way crazy. Like, oh my, I might not be doing great, and might have to change something here and there. Uh, do you ever fall into like um, sort of that trap? You can say like you overthink about like what you have you've been working on and 
Um, I, I think feedback is an area where one has to be particularly careful because I, I do think like what, what we do live so close to our sense of self that it can yeah. be really damaging. Um, so uh, I have come to uh, like the system I developed for coping as best I could was like get feedback from trusted people who I who I know will be um, as frank as possible. Like it's lovely to have your best friends in to see you at the theater, but uh, you also want somebody to say, oh, and I think you missed. Oh, yeah. and I think you could. Um, lovingly, not like, what do you think you're doing up there? <laughs> but, you know, um, and your director is a good source of feedback. Yeah. But uh, kind of aside from the people who are supposed to feed back to you in the production setting and a few people whose opinion I, I really trust and seek out because I know they're going to give me measured, intelligent, and useful criticism. Um, like, I, I avoid reviews, oh. you know. Oh, yeah, well... A bad review is soul destroying, and a oh, yeah. good review is never good enough. Like it, it just isn't. Like I, you, I can understand. Yeah. Um, I, I was in a farce earlier this year, and um, my partner got really excited about reading the reviews, and I was like, "Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it!" And they're like, "Oh no! Look, it says Kelly plays a broad something about like and broadly." I'm like, "No, broad broad is not a compliment here. Broad, broad is <laughs> that is not the best way. <laughs> broad is like not and it it wasn't a subtle show, so it it might have been a compliment, but it might not have been. And you just can't do that. You just yeah. like um." Uh, because if you're constantly second guessing yourself, yeah. then you can't you can't work either. You, you know, um, it it damages the thing that you're trying to do. Um, yeah, so I I think be selective about like yeah. like don't be closed to criticism, but mm. but be careful about where it's coming from, yeah. and make sure you are in the right frame of mind um before before receiving it so <laughs> yeah oh man uh right frame of mind that's true because if you're not in the best mood and then you see that i'm like oh gosh then it goes uh-huh completely down the hill and it's not the best yeah don't don't read don't read the comments like <laughs> skip the comments <laughs> like just get out of the there <laughs> you, you you know you know that what you're doing is good you you have all these followers so you know that other people know what you're doing is good like um that's true i guess so <laughs> but you mentioned you didn't you, you, you it means like you never read like uh the reviews or uh, what people think about the game as well no wow that's that's interesting uh, i mean you, I, some of it you can't avoid like yeah. you know i i follow bloober on social media so they're reposting things so you get the feeling that the general vibe is positive and i've yeah. had people um reach out to me about it which is really sweet so again you get the feeling that the general vibe is positive yeah. um uh and and it, that's different to kind of like you might look it up and see where it is on imdb or mm -hmm. or see how but um you but you just have to kind of approach with caution right yeah um, totally understandable People will generally tell you anything you really need to know. Like, if you've been nominated for something, they will tell you. Yeah. If it's awful, they will avoid you like anything. So, <laughs> so you know, you will generally, it's really easy to, to, 
to figure out, like, are people embarrassed to talk to me about this piece of work? Okay, I won't push, you, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, people are, people are like that. It's just so, it's so hard. Uh, but, you know, I, the video games, like, industry in general has grown so much. Uh, we've seen so many incredible yeah. games. There's so many incredible actors. What do you think about video games, like, in general? Uh, but it's, like, just in general, like, an art form to, you know, being an actor in that video game. Like, what do you think about the whole thing? I I think gaming is a really powerful and and satisfying medium, you know? Yeah. I I think it allows us as adults to kind of continue that process that we started as children when you used to play like oh I'm a doctor, oh I'm um a motorcycle riding superhero, right? <laughs> um and then as we get older we we can't so much. Yeah. Um, it's not cool. It's not. But I think gaming gives us a little, a little bit of that creative energy and, and that imaginative energy where you get to physically be in the novel or the yeah. uh, you might be too young for those choose your own adventure books. Uh -huh. When I was a kid, there. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? I know, I know. Um, but it, except you're you're the protagonist, and so there there's a a really satisfying kind of it blurs that boundary between like reading or watching something and embodying it. Yeah. Um, even if you only are doing it with your thumbs, but more and more they're with with VR and oh, yeah. and the other ways that we have to engage with gaming it's becoming much more physically mm -hmm. interactive um i i think that's fascinating and really rich as a as a space for like creative satisfaction and exploration and the things we learn about ourselves and the things we learn about the world outside of us yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's a really interesting space yeah, I it's it's such an interesting space, and, I, and I've been playing games for so long, and now I've seen like the change, the way games are being done. Now it's more like uh, you see, The Last of Us became from a game to a TV show uh, in HBO, and then oh, right, right, you know, right. like we have like movies being made from video games, and there's a lot of that happening now, especially now they're doing more of that, and like it's there's cutscenes in the games that feels like a movie which is so mm -hmm. cool and so like i've seen these kind of developments which is amazing and you know it's just incredible and that's why i really love the medium as well that could also turn into like a movie or tv show now that everything is being kind of like sort of turned into a movie or tv show would you like to see that would you like to want to have like the medium into a show or, or maybe a movie oh i would throw myself at that <laughs> <laughs> take me in <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I, that would be very fascinating. I would love to see because I know that um, uh, Troy Baker was the one who voiced uh, the monster mm -hmm. in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would I would love to see him do that weird noise and stuff that he does in the game as well. But oh yeah, how <laughs> I, I like you only have the equipment you have. I I don't know how he does that. <laughs> I have no. Idea. That man is a mystery. I would say that guy has been in so many video games and he's been like. And I remember he was once saying in, in an award show, like there was a game award show, which he mentioned like, how does one get into acting in video games? And the process is surprisingly simple. Step one, 
save up your money, buy a decent microphone, and then wait for Nolan North and I to die. He takes all the roles of video games. And so I was like, wow, that's great. I think that's true. <laughs> um, uh <-huh. laughs> and voicing and, and uh, playing the roles in a movie are like, kind of different. So like, what what is like kind of like your experience in both the sides? You, what do you think like is kind of more easier or more harder to do? Is it movie mm. video games? Well, they're they're just different, you know. I I suppose from a really technical perspective, a video game is a little easier because you can get up at a normal time of day, wear your own clothes. Yeah. Um. You know, you don't have to. Well, the motion capture side, you've got to have it memorized. But if you're if you're just doing the um, the text bit, you you don't have to memorize it. So. Those things leave you with a little bit of brain space to do some of the other um, parts of the creative process. Yeah. Uh, but then there are those challenges as well where you might not necessarily have all the information that you want about the character. So you're doing a lot of invention on the spot, do this accent, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then film, there's so many moving parts at any given point in time. And it's not always clear which part of that process is is you. So you're you're having to throw the same amount of energy uh, if it's your close up or if it's your reverse, and now you've done it twenty times. But the best one you ever did was when they were shooting the back of your head, and you can never get it back. You know, so yeah, um, yeah they're they're just different animals. I I'm started as a theater creature, you know, so much of my work's in, in theater, and that's a, a different animal again. Yeah. Um, probably the gaming thing is a little more akin to that, but I can't tell you why I think that. Um, I think I would say, I'll like, performance capture might be somewhat close to theatrical work because you have things that you have imagining and you have, like, points, like, marked on mm -hmm. the floor or something like that, and then you have to, you know, react to that. I think that's where it's closest to, and I, I believe because I've not done anything, but like I believe that's how I, I would be. I I think you're probably right about that, and often, not always, um, gaming, not all of it, but much of the gaming stuff I've recorded, I've recorded sequentially. Mm -hmm. So you do have that kind of temporal arc that you yeah. get on stage, but you don't have it all in film, mm -hmm. where you, you know you'll die on the first day and then have the love scene on the second day and yeah. then meet the person on the last day. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, I, I cannot imagine now when somebody's shooting a movie and then, like, they would not know, like, what this movie is and how it actually goes. <laughs> and they have to watch the movie mm -hmm. like, oh, this is how, okay. I, I had no idea what I was acting, but okay, this is how it is. Right, absolutely. <laughs> Which is hilarious. I get to listen to a lot of people who talk about it. Said so they have no idea what's going on, and then they mm -hmm. see the movie. They're like, "You've been oh. given your pages. You turn yeah. up. You do the thing." Yeah, <laughs> and that's really ah. cool. Uh, but it's like you know, playing a character in a video game. If you had the choice, like if you had uh, to choose one of them, whether it's playing a video game character or being part of a movie, like, would what would you rather choose? Oh, do I have to? You can't if you want this, to. <laughs> this is one of the things that I that I really love, particularly about working in the UK, which I don't think is necessarily true um, 
of American actors across the board, my understanding is that, and, and I've lived here a long time now, so mo most of my work's been been here um, in London. But uh, one of the really lovely things about the way the industry works here is you can do all of those things, like some theaters, some cabarets, some audio books, some video games, like, uh, film, TV. They, it, it's all on offer. Mm -hmm. And I, I find that really satisfying because each of those media informs the others, but it's different enough that you have to kind of constantly keep exercising. Yeah. So it keeps you really sharp. Like you need the body to be working so that you're ready for on stage, but having the body in good shape makes the voice work much more successful because your breathing is in place and you have the stamina. Um, and having the precision of that really close voice work then informs how you speak for film when the camera's much closer and you need to be much more subtle than you are on stage. So, yeah. like, everything plugs back into everything else. Yeah. So, so in the end, it's like, I want everything. <laughs> Give me all yes, of it. Yes, <laughs> Is that too much to ask? <laughs> I don't think so. It, it, you, it, you know, no, no matter what you enjoy, I think if you can do all of it and you enjoy all of it, like, hell, just go for it all. And I, it would be very cool if there was, there's another horror game that you're a part of. <laughs> but uh, if not, I I'll would love to, <laughs> I would love to see what, what's next for you. But, you know, to be honest, thank you so much for taking the time for to, with me and talking to about the medium and about, you know, your your roles overall and, you know, acting journey in general. So thank you so much for taking the time, really. Thank you. I'm so happy to meet you and to be here.